thanks for coming back to another exciting adventure episode. You know what it is. Of the Bigfoot Society Podcast, where we get to interview people that make the weird, cryptid, that out of this world, their life's work, and get the behind the scenes and their story. Uh, today, we have a very cool interview with Mr. Tim O'Brien from the National Introvert Society. Is a t-shirt maker, but he's also got a very cool story as well. Uh, I will also preface saying that, yes, I'm aware there are audio issues with this podcast episode, but that is okay. It's a learning experience for all of us, uh, for myself, definitely, to double-check things as we start the episode. That's all right. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things to take away from this episode, so please... Have patience and listen to the whole episode. You'll probably want to use headphones and you may not want to be mowing uh, or have loud things going at the same time in the background so you can really focus on the audio. But super good one. Uh, again, if you're just checking out this podcast for the first time, you'll want to check us out over at, uh, at Bigfoot Society on Instagram and over there in our profile we have a lot of really cool links you can check out in regards to if you want to pick up a t-shirt um, face mask all that good stuff but uh, again thanks for checking us out uh, every week we get to interview someone on the inside of the weird and the wonderful of this world so sit back put in your headphones put your phone in your pocket Sit back and relax as we chat with Mr. Tim O'Brien from the National Introvert Society. All right. Thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Tonight, we have the pleasure of having Tim O'Brien uh, with us from uh, the great state of Florida. Uh, Tim, thanks for coming on. And would you mind uh, kind of sharing with the uh, the listeners uh what it is you do and how that relates to uh, cryptids and paranormal and all that. Okay. My name's Tim. Um, I recently started Natural Introvert Society, which was been doing t-shirts for a few years. Any subject that I thought on, um, random sayings, stuff like that, decided that since I have loved cryptids, conspiracies, Supernatural, paranormal, the whole deal since I was a kid. Hmm. Um, figured, what the heck? I'll throw in, you know, throw up a couple Bigfoot shirts, throw up a couple um, Nephilim shirts, things that interested me that aren't exactly the broad spectrum of normal, you know, um, any type of conspiracy theory, whether it's government involved, whether it's, you know, ancient history, any, anything like that has always. It's always made me think outside of the box. And I think growing up in church, you know, as a kid growing up in church, um, my parents switched from Catholic to Pentecostal at a young age. I was maybe six or seven. Um, and seeing the different communities, you know, going from one community of people that you visit every day, or, mm -hmm. like, you know, a couple times a week, Sunday morning, you know, they're coming to the house after church. And then completely leaving that to go to something that's a little more upbeat yeah um not so traditional you know in the sense of yeah totally you, you know um i started wondering why as as a kid i'm like what's what's the difference here you know you're both kind of worshiping the same person you both hmm. have different things that you believe in you're criticizing the other for believing differently than you and then as i right. get older you know then you start to meet people and whether they go to the really making me question not just religion and Christianity and modern day American Christianity, but why do people think this way? Why mm. what causes somebody to engulf themselves so much in a philosophy? Um and so by the age of nine, I was reading Fox books of martyrs like oh, like 
Wow, they, age of nine—that's intense. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I was—I was really into it and finding out what how we got where we are today. You know, um, I mean, some of these volumes were twelve hundred pages long. I probably wouldn't get through them today if I tried to. Read yeah, they're them. huge. Um, and so from there, learning the history of the church, the Bible being written, the politics involved throughout all of that. Then that started getting me into the Book of Enoch, and that started getting okay. me into the yep. Nephilim, and that started yep. getting me into the Book of Jubilee, and all of the books that were removed from the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, back in the Middle Ages, which did nothing. It answered no questions. It created more, you know. So uh, exactly, yeah, think, yeah. You continue your search, and you just keep going. You know, I started getting into really hardcore into Noah's flood, and then you start reaching out into these other ancient cultures, whether and then you get to a point where you start to tie this stuff which can never really be proven you know it's, it's all speculation unless they unveil a giant you know skeleton in the museum somewhere then you start getting into other things that are a little bit closer to home um you start questioning the narrative that you see um it leads you into a little more of the spiritual, you know, the, the ghosts, the demons, the angels, all of that stuff. And then you eventually get to, you know, the flesh and blood, blood mammals, the, the Sasquatches, the Loch monsters, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. It's all intrigued me to the point, and they're all their own little niches, you know. Everybody oh, yeah. has their favorite. Everybody's like really into this, but they don't. They don't really care about this or that, you know, the I'm really into Sasquatch, but don't post about grocery elements, you know, that that kind of thing. My search is more how it all ties together. You know, it's, I'm running through an X Files marathon right now. It's been years since I've watched it and I never actually finished the series. Um and I love the fact that Mulder and Scully are running around and all of these different little things, whether it's you know supernatural or whether it's you know a crazy creature. I think the last one I watched was Tuesday Monday. And uh, they all exist within the same universe, you know, just like ours. All of right. these things, all of these mysteries. And so, what I wanted to do with Natural Introvert Society, growing up in that world, having these questions who are you going to talk to about it at 10 years old? You can't talk yeah. to your parents. I've tried going and talking to my pastor at the time, and they all just <laughs> you know, in the headlights when you start asking these questions there's absolutely yeah. nobody so then you dive into the book this is way before the internet and facebook and YouTube. totally yeah I mean, there was nothing you say you believe in bigfoot and it's like you know people throw you, their hands in the air and cross their eyes at you i mean you probably had like in search of and that was it right i don't even think i had that back then wow it was like i mean really? this was I was born in 76, so this is through the 80s and 90s. I mean, it was okay. all books. Um, you know, once I got into my later teens and early 20s, then I started digging out and started doing the, you know, finding the groups of people that believe this way, consuming the content, realizing that I'm not crazy. You know, I I do believe these things. I do. I don't want to say that I believe everything. You know, hold up with flat earth. <laughs> That's probably the only conspiracy theory that somebody told me that I'm like, yeah, yeah no. I just can't wrap <laughs> my mind I, around I, that. Yeah. I, I stepped away for a few days and put the time into it and watched some videos. Yep. And then I was back there. Yeah, no. <laughs> yep. So, but, but I'm willing to listen to any theory, you know, it doesn't matter mm. what it is. They intrigue me. I want to know why you think the way you do. I want to know. That's awesome. What caused you to believe that? And so natural introvert society, I want to be just somewhere where everybody can, you know, support their 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 curiosity, if you will. Anybody that's been, you know, misunderstood, um, anybody that's been considered a little awkward, you know. I think the word introvert gets a a bad rap or it's almost a cliche now, it's become a meme, right. you know. So it's it's more than that though. It's the people that sit back and observe people that watch the other people interact with each other mm-hmm. and wonder why you know I've, I've never been the person to jump into a crowd and yep 
jump up and down and, you know, start hooing and hawing. I'm always the kind of person in the back wondering why that person is hooing and hawing. I'm the so, same way, analyzing, figuring out how the details work, you know, that kind is. of and thing. And you start to see yep. patterns. It's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, you start yeah. to see patterns with people, and you can, it's all, people are so predictable. And it's not a negative. It's just, you know, there's certain tasks, there's certain behaviors that are embedded in our DNA. You can almost, like, predict when they're going to happen. At certain it, even on this, this show, when you, I'm talking to, like, you know, so I'll talk to some, you know, some guys about like um like bigfoot sightings and i'll be like at this point they're gonna put something in about an or like you can just start to see the patterns in the stories and the sightings and like yeah. um like the one with rick rellis i bring it up pretty much every episode because it's my favorite one where it's like they're in northeast iowa at the state park and they're watching the orb in front of them and they feel mm-hmm. something watching them and they turn around and there's a squatch like controlling the orb that's wacky stuff dude like right. that would oh man i'd have to spend some time <laughs> thinking about what's going on after that one right I know. Like, oh my goodness there's little connections yeah. that we aren't we aren't ready for and i think the the science i mean people it drives me nuts that people clamor for science you know science is like the excuse for everything and science is wrong all the time it's like science is you know science and then science disproves the science and i understand mm. that it's a building process but there's also funding behind that science there's also people that want to know it's true you know they they, they have an agenda most of the time especially in the medical field um they want to profit basically you know they're not mm-hmm. giving away money for research unless they can profit it back and i think that when it comes to archaeology or um any of these type of things it's, it's kind of the same thing i'm sure somebody would probably make a lot of money if they pulled nephews out of Loch Ness. you know so <laughs> yeah totally and yeah if somebody you know drove up to the the barbecue or the diner with the sasquatch in the back of their truck i'm sure that they would make a lot of money too. Yeah, right. The people that are actually funding the science, you have to ask why. Mm-hmm. Why are they you know? Yep. What, if, if something is found that doesn't go with the narrative, um, they're going to they're gonna dismiss it no matter how how factual you are, no matter how much evidence you have. And a good example of that is uh, Graham Hancock. I don't know if you know who he is. He's big into he's down to Rogan a couple of times. He's big into the Nephilim and um, Quebecly Tepe, all of those old ancient type of things. And he was hounded for years and years and years about his theories. And it's just now coming around, even after he was basically excommunicated from the scientific community. Oh, it's wow. just now coming around that people are starting to embrace his theories and at least acknowledge the fact that it could be possible. I think that goes on a lot more than we know. You definitely see, uh, it reminds me of that old meme that says uh what to say a new study reveals that assume that they know what they're talking about you know? totally um so if you were to if you had to choose what your favorite uh cryptid is right now like uh, let's say you could only design uh shirts with one cryptid so i i think you've already mentioned this but i should say so um national national introvert society um primarily you're designing t-shirts that have like uh cryptid figures uh mothman bigfoot um things like that on them so let's say if you could only use one of those characters for the rest of your life to design what do you what would, what would it be yeah I, rest of my life i would probably have to go mothman that's what i was gonna um, guess yeah he's not my favorite but he's definitely the coolest yep you know um sasquatch and Nessie is the one that like really got me you know as a little kid stories okay. about the watch this monster um being irish i've always wanted to go back to ireland which is you know o'brien last name all my aunts and uncles have gone back to posting pictures and subscribing to So obviously, if I'm making it that far, I'm also going to Loch Ness. Um, just to say I've been there, you know. But he's kind of lost his 
he's kind of uh, lost his edge over the years. You know, the mm. recent sighting has, has got him popped up, but he doesn't he doesn't get as much talk, I don't think, as some of the other the other ones that popped up. But the fact that he is or could be a living, breathing reptile slash yeah, pleosaur, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, same with Sasquatch. You know, Sasquatch is probably my favorite just because he is the most accessible. Um, mm -hmm. You could drive anywhere in the country and really go look for him. You can see him not the story, but you yeah. can go out and search him. You know, you can find places all over from the Florida up to Oregon as to, you know, sightings that have been Sasquatch. So, but when it comes to t-shirts, he's also the most saturated. <laughs> totally. And it's like, his, unless you come up with something really cool, his, you're going to be down at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to, you know, popping up in search results or all that stuff. And if people find me, that's, right. that's how they're finding me through organic search. Yeah, yeah. And like I, so uh, I think it's actually, it was the one you posted yesterday where it was like, um, like a Japanese style uh, Mothman. Yeah, yeah. Manga Mothman. Yeah. And uh, so I passed that on to a few people and they've been like, who is this guy? Like, this is a interpretation of Mothman. I've not seen, like, just the way you draw him is very, very cool. A lot of people are digging it. Digging it. So good job, man. Like, it's, it's good it. stuff. Yeah. Are you doing this all freehand or like, what's your, uh, what's your process? If you don't mind, like, kind of going behind the scenes. Um, a lot of it on that one specifically, I basically drew the outline and have okay. somebody do all of the little things. Um, nice. I don't know if you saw my other Instagram where you see my photo composite. No, I haven't. Thing. Basically, I'm a huge autograph collector, so I like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, take, you did pass I that. Take, yeah, I take um, basically different photos, make them into a photo composite. Um, so I started doing the same thing with T-shirts. I would take anywhere from twenty to thirty different little assets. This shirt right here is oh, actually okay. photo. It was a photo composite where I put everything together, kind of blended it all together in Photoshop, and I'll post something on Instagram later to kind of show what the three inches. And then I don't get the crosshatching. I can't do the crosshatching. I've done it. I don't have the patience for it. Um, the transition from pen and paper to digital is—I'm still like not quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get used to it. So I basically made the photo edit, photo composite, and then sent it to him, and he did the cross detail. Oh, that it's is insane. cool. So it's just, um, I just, I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old running around here. It's summertime now. They're out of school. They've been out of school earlier because of COVID. So it's like, I hardly, you know, late at night right now is basically my free time during the day. I, you know, okay. 7.30 in the morning to 6 o'clock at night, I'm playing daddy and running around and exactly. trying to keep them from seriously injuring themselves. And then I just do my t-shirt things at night, whether it's putting up new designs or, you know, come up with new ideas. I've been working hard. I haven't really designed anything the past two weeks. I've been working hard on my Instagram okay. as far as trying to get some templates going so that I'm not having to spend 40 hours creating something brand new every time. Totally. It's, and um... It's a lot. It's a lot to come up with the ideas. It's a lot yeah. to get out the ideas, go with the photo composite, and then get them and upload them to three or four different platforms. Um, I love it though. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And it sounds like you it's your uh, it's your full time gig right now from what you were saying. Like you're able like that's awesome. It is. I did I was in video production. I graduated film school um in two thousand five, got my degree in film and video production. Went for about three years with no job in in the field. Okay. Um, got a actually my dad, who's a realtor who lives a few hours south, ended up selling somebody a, a house, and this guy had his own show on ESPN. Mm. And they got to talking, and he's like, "Hey, you know, my son just graduated film school three years ago." Um, so he hooked us up. I went and did the interview, and we started. You know, editing, he basically taught me everything. I was a noob going in. Um, right. Other than a few hours, you know, at, at film school on the computer. And I almost didn't take the gig because they were hunting shows. 
and I am not a hunter. Oh, okay. I am not, I don't understand the, I didn't understand the passion for hunting. I still mm-hmm. don't hunt, but after 10 years of editing shows, I appreciate wow. it a little more, you know? It's, yeah. I still don't agree with somebody going and killing a polar bear, but if you're going out and trying to hunt a deer to fill the freezer, then it's, I completely get it. Yeah, those are, those are two different things, definitely. It is. Yeah. It's, it's trophy hunting I still don't understand. But, yeah. Um, but also in that, when he's traveling and I'm getting all these, you know, dumps and loads of footage, he's not, you know, he's going to the Arctic, he's going to um, Africa, South America. So I'm seeing all of these crazy remote Phoenix shots. You know, I mean, they're in the middle of nowhere on the top of the mountain. Some of the most beautiful stuff I've ever seen, but. Fast forward a few years, I started finding the t-shirt gig on the side. I started doing it just to kind of relax my brain. You know, yep. when you sit down to edit a show, four terabytes of footage, you got to condense it down into 20 minutes and make a story wow. out of it. And it's just, it's, it's so taxing on mine. Um, so this was more of a therapy, the t-shirt thing. You can sit down, draw a picture, or create something fun. Um, completely away from that, you know, kind of just zone out. If I wanted to make something crazy and stupid and ridiculous, I'd make up something crazy and stupid and ridiculous. If I wanted to, I wanted to troll somebody, I can make it, you know, a funny thing or something right, yeah. mildly offensive. That's not going to yep. make somebody too mad. But. And then I think it was actually my first Mothman shirt. You know, I, like I said, I've done a couple of Sasquatch shirts. And my first Mothman shirt, I almost didn't upload because I wasn't happy with it. And after about four okay. or five days of staring at it, I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to upload it anyway. And it took off immediately. Started selling multiples per day. Wow. Um, and so um, this was right around the time I think Fallout 76 came out. So I'm like, I was going to guess. I was like, man, like, if you had a Mothman thing, you were golden when Fallout 76 know, was out. I haven't even played the game. Like, I found out later through the internet, you know, through, I think it was Facebook. Somebody, you know, posting a live Twitch feed or something of, of them playing him. I'm like, whoa, I don't even want to go buy the game and play it. But ever since then, I'm like, well, why don't I start doing this, you know, introvert society? Mm-hmm. Getting all my fun ideas that I don't get to think about. You know, yep. I mean, you think about them, but you don't get to discuss them with anybody on a serious note. You know, it's keeping the wife and kids. They act interested, but they don't, you know, it's kind of like, eh, whatever. Right. So I do enjoy it. I took it from, it probably took me about a year and a half of just doing random t shirts before I decided to start the National Introvert Society thing. Wow. Um, and the concept was there. It wasn't until I, had printed, I don't know if you saw the post the other day of the t-shirt that says this is the design that started it all. And it really was just a, a funny t-shirt saying okay. it's the National Introvert Society and it had Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I like that. I liked it, yeah. And it and uh, alien. And so after I threw that shirt up, I'm like, well, it's kind of funny, you know, all these creatures that are like, hiding from the human race, you know, right. they're trying to do their thing. I was like, they're all introverts. I'm an introvert. Let's get this thing going. So when COVID happened and everything kind of shut down, I was like, this is the perfect time. I jumped in there, grabbed all the handles I could on all the social media. Started oh, awesome. Yeah. Some content. And really, I mean, I've done the t-shirt thing in probably two or three weeks, just trying to get the, the Instagram going. I tried doing Facebook and Instagram at the same time. It's yeah that's got to be a ton if they're and if they're both going crazy that'd be a, that'd be a ton of work yeah it is and it's, it's too like one medium doesn't necessarily work for the other like, right know, true it's kind of like you almost need you know blog posts and, and videos and stuff like that for the facebook side of things where instagram is more about the, the quick you know quick likes keeps growing so yep Little by little, I've got a million ideas and no time to execute. 
get it out as I can, you know. Here's a question I, I thought of when you were you were talking a few minutes back. So when you're editing for ten years this hunting show, was there ever a time where you so you have the mindset of you're looking for weird stuff, right? It's just there in the back of your mind the whole time. I know it is. Right. Did did you ever f- see anything that you were like, whoa, wait a minute, what was that? But like it got cut it only, because it didn't there was fit. Only one, there was really, only one thing, and it wasn't. I want to say they were in British Columbia. Okay. Um, they were sitting down doing the interviews, you know, sitting on a rock in the middle of nowhere, like yep. Phoenix, maybe a waterfall in the background, whatever. Um, and they're sitting there in between takes. He's like adjusting his microphone, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the entire thing. Do you know anything about photography? Uh, a or little bit. Or any of that stuff. Oh the yeah, whole, yeah. The whole shot goes dark. And not really pitch black, but the whole thing drops about two or three stops. Okay. So you, and it's quick. It's not like a moving cloud where you know it, it gets a little dark and then it comes back up. It was like right. Him sitting in the screen and then the cameraman both at the same time. Like, what the heck was that? And they're both looking up in the sky. Wow. They didn't see it. They didn't know what it was, but it was oh, big man. and it was in the middle of nowhere. So that's I've awesome. Always, that's always interested me. And I asked, I asked him, after, I'm like, do you have any ideas? Wow. I was looking at that's, the ground, messing with something. I saw everything, yeah. you know, go shaded. And when I looked up, it was gone. Who knows? Wow. Could have been an eagle flying low. Could have been, you know, Thunderbird. You never know. Yeah, totally. But the fact that, the, you know, a wide shot is pretty hard to black out yep. the sun, especially if it's quick like that. That is an awesome story, need, Tim. You almost need like a hand glider or something to fly yeah. over you to, to be able to walk the sun out like that. So. Very cool. cool. Um, I, I, I didn't get what I wanted out of it, though. I was like, this is fun. But, yeah. I mean, you have five hours of footage looking down the valley, you know, <laughs> you know, trying to find out what's down there. There's got to be something down there. So. Um, here's so let's let's go so we'll go into this a little bit so let's say if some any of the listeners don't know uh you kind of mentioned the nephilim and giants and some of your t-shirts which i was like uh it has like genesis 6 8 on it right which is pretty legit man like that's awesome um can you kind of explain like what it is you're talking about when you you have like these these shirts that have like like who are the nephilim and what are we what are we you know, referring it's my to my favorite pot. It's my favorite topic. Um, and I don't know if it's because, you know, of the, the church background that I have. I just find it fascinating. It's basically in Genesis, Genesis 6-4, um, they talk about how the fallen angels came down to earth in the early mm-hmm. days of man and lusted after the women on earth. Right. And they, interbred with them. Um, their offspring were considered giants. Um, the, I haven't looked into it. There's rumors that they're 15 to 37 feet. I find 37 feet to be a little hard. That's, to that's big. But then you have kings that are mentioned in Bible and other historical books who are still 15, 20 feet tall. Um, Goliath, I believe, was supposed to be nine. There was a, a Syrian king who was supposed to be 12 to 15 feet tall. Um, and then you just look at Gobekli Tepe and pyramids and some of these other ancient structures. And some, um, it's just nuts, some of these things that were built. And I'm not saying that humans couldn't have done it. Um, I think we're a lot more resilient and smarter than people give us credit for. As far as the ancient history, we like to think we crawled out from caves and now we're here talking on iPhones. I don't think it's that simple. I think it's a lot of processes, a lot of outside influences that caused that to happen. Um, I don't want to say I believe in the ancient alien theory because that is too specific. I love the theory, but I don't, I've always had a big problem with, and this was growing up, this is something I had to work through. 
Okay. I've always had a big problem with it's either aliens or it's God. Mm. Um, if God exists, aliens don't exist. If God exists and aliens exist, God must have created aliens. If aliens created us, then that means there is no God. I, I, it's just. Yeah, that's intense. Um, my, my thought process on the thing is that all of those are labels. They are all confines put onto something that we can't understand by the human brain. Um, you say water, somebody that lives in Mexico says, oh, yep. you're talking about yep. the exact same thing, you know? So I, to say aliens are real or God is real and one is not, I just, I think it's whatever it is, it's the same. Okay. The word. I don't want to say divinity either. It's, it's the same. Whatever the organism is, whether it's spiritual or physical, and then you start throwing in quantum physics, and it could be interdimensional. Like it, your brain will explode if you. Yeah. No. It, it totally will. Yeah. At the same time. So I just love the fact that we don't know where we can go. We really don't. We we try all these historical things, and it goes back to what I was talking about earlier with science, and it's. You have you have a set a set narrative of what they want you to follow, and if you want to keep getting their money, you better believe that narrative. Otherwise, you're going to be shunned from the community. And it's happened in, in every scientific avenue, whether it's mm-hmm. you know, like I said, medical or archaeological, all of that stuff. It just it, it blows my mind. It really does. Reports of a flood, um, basically all across the globe. Oh yeah, all All, the different cultures. Yep. And the Bible is really the only one that talks about wiping out the giants, and that is the reason for it. Um, But it blows my mind. Yeah. So you're saying um, we might be looking at this. So different cultures might be looking at the same thing when they say alien or they say angel. I think that, same, yeah, maybe. They, I, I mean, they. If you were to time travel a hundred years and yeah. sit with your iPad, you know, nobody yeah. would understand what you were doing. Um, I remember being in grade school and watching. Space camp where they're like video chatting with each other. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Amazing. Yeah, look at that technology. I can't wait till that happens. And now we do it every day without even thinking about it. Yeah, it's not even um, a big deal. Yep, right. But if you were to show somebody that technology 100 years ago, they wouldn't get it. Um, and if they did, I don't know. I just it, it, Yeah, I mean, you'd be a million different theories on it. Everybody has their own interpretation of the ancient book. Yep. Um, the language barriers, you know, between it, it just, it just blows my mind. It's a topic that I have to And it's another one that most of my Christian and old church friends either have no concept of or they don't want to hear about it. They just, the it Nephilim. doesn't affect them. So, yeah, they don't, doesn't affect yeah. them. So they don't yeah. Don't want to hear about it. Right. Um, I mean, there, I, I want to say I've read reports of like soldiers in the Middle East, like running into like, like yeah. giants, things like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's just something I made up, but I'm pretty sure I've read there's, reports well, of that. Well, there's actually a, a post. I didn't look, I didn't click it to see how old it was, but that has um, on Facebook. It's the same way that some soldiers in Afghanistan taken Obviously, we'll never see it or probably hear about it. The only time you'll hear about it is on some you know, trustworthy conspiracy blog blog posts. But I, even if they found that stuff, I really don't think that they would. I don't think they would tell the public. I mean, I I personally think that that whole thing um, is. I think there's a lot of people 
that don't want to have um, another what spotted owl issue. Remember that? Um, can you? I mean, the, the habitat of a Sasquatch has got to go all over the place, and like, I mean, that could mess with some uh, some people that might be using forests for gain. You know, like you, you never know. Yeah. It's all about the people that are uh, have the money and, and lobbying, you know, unfortunately. Totally I mean, if me and you say we went on an expedition tomorrow, we came back with, with a Sasquatch, whether it's better or whatever, we could that. But if we could prove that they exist, how easy would it be for them to completely discredit us? Oh, yeah, you know, totally. With, with the attention span of America, it would be gone in like 30 seconds. Even if oh. we had a great social media following and posted a live feed of us having coffee with Sasquatch. It would somehow be gone or manipulated into something that within a matter of days it would come and go. Oh yeah, right now with everything going on. Yeah. Like the the whole Golden State Killer thing was yesterday's news in like half a day. You know, because it's oh the Golden State Killer guy turned himself in. Like a few days ago. Yeah. Like it's, it's not even registering for because of all the crazy stuff going on. Right. I know. Yeah. And my, my Facebook feed is, I mean, it's mostly groups now, you know, group activities. The majority of my Facebook feed with like maybe a sports or a Funko pop here and here and there. But, um, the stuff that people post just kind of, it trips me out. Facebook, I'm, I deleted face the Facebook app off my phone so many times. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with you. Get out of here. Yeah. But I always come back. Just, uh, especially when you've got something like this going, you know, you got to be on there. It's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, it I tried the same thing and I was like, ah, man. You Instagram know, like, a little nicer because it's not so wordy. It's not so creepy. It's not so right. in your face. Um, I'd avoid Twitter at all costs. Because there's nothing but people trying to convince me that it's political ideology. Yeah, it's um, yeah. And Facebook's getting there. It's getting pretty close, so I don't, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But I'm having a lot of fun with the Instagram. So, and eventually, yeah, it's, I'd it's like to turn time. it into. I would like to turn it into a blog. Cause, you know, get the website going, get some, and not. I don't want to be a considered an expert on anything i know as much as the next guy i haven't gone into the woods looking for grass sasquatch on like an expedition every time me and my kids go hiking or looking you know mm-hmm. their introduction to it was harry and the hendersons probably about a year ago <laughs> Bigfoot. So yeah every time we go hiking on a state park trail or whatever they're, you know, they're out there looking for him looking. um and as we get older hopefully we'll be able to do a little more adventurous oh yeah totally yeah yeah the interest is there so that's awesome and you've got so many cool things to uh to go uh to down in the south down in florida there's some weird stuff down there from what i hear yeah i would i would like to go survivor man style oh man in the everglades for a a couple weeks you know once Mm -hmm. i got the time um hopefully i'll come out alive but <laughs> um, the mosquitoes down here alone will kill you. You don't even really? get into an alligator or a, a bow. Yeah, you get onto the Everglades and it's, it's not oh boy. a fun place. But not a good time. Go. That's where you got to go, though. That's so awesome. When I say I started and it took me a year and a half to get where I am now to where I could stop doing the editing and still make a good income and see it steadily climb, um, it was a good year and a half. Years wow. before, and that because you've got to learn. I mean, I was doing the editing thing, but I had never touched Adobe Illustrator, I had never, oh wow, drawn with a Wacom tablet. Um, I didn't know anything about SEO. Um, so I, I learned all of that on my own. I went in and I figured out how to work how to work um, all of these little things, all of these little pieces of the puzzle for probably about a year and a half, two years learning to get me to where I can be. A one man show. Wow. Um, I can do it all. I just need the time to, <laughs> to get it all done. So, and 
new ideas are coming in all the time, so the priorities are always shifting. You know, it's like I really want to get this done. This is happening. So totally. one thing I need to do, I need to just spend a week, go through, come up with my my Instagram plan, and my Facebook if I continue to do it. Um, just spend a week, not out a ton of posts and schedule them for the next. Mm-hmm. Week, you know, instead of trying to create them as you come up with them on the fly. Yeah, I I think um, I've thought about that myself. And I think that increases the quality when you're able to do that. Like, you, you know, you do come up with some cool, like stuff, like on the fly. But also, if you take the actual time to be like, okay, Mondays are going to be this and Tuesdays are going to be this and plan it ahead. Yeah. And that's what I would like to do with with Natural Introvert Society. I really want it to get to I want the designs to be quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost want it, I'm almost feeling that a new release could be an event. Um, yes. Growing up, you know, I went to film uh, school for film and video production because I love movies. It was my passion. I wanted to be a, a writer, director. Um, Unfortunately, things didn't go that way, and I got sucked into the back end of post-production where you're mm-hmm. for 12 hours a day. But it allows you to... You're good, but <laughs> um, what I was thinking... So going back to like the event thing, I think that's a really good idea. Oh. If you could start to build up a, a mailing list, and then like when you come up with a new design, even a... So I think there's something to like having a limited number uh, t-shirt, but then it's like, you can't use it anymore. So it's like, you got to figure out what's the better thing to do. But like, you know how Funko does this, like I'm on their mailing list and like every day they release something new, like Funko wise that you can only buy a limited thing of. And you're like, Oh my goodness. That's how I got the rainbow Bigfoot thing. I was like, Oh, I gotta have this. It's really cool. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to get now. It's really hard to get, but yeah, it's yeah, cool. All of the myth, the whole myth line kind of just got up in price. Yep, totally. I haven't, I haven't gone and grabbed any of those yet, but they are on my list. And that's when I talk at the blog, that's the kind of thing I want to do, you know. Yep. My favorite top 10 Funko Pops of cryptids. You know, they've got them all. They've got ones to go. They're not necessarily cryptids. They're from shows. They're from shows. Right. But they're still, they resemble the cryptids that they were, you know, conceptualized after so it'd be fun to have those kind of top 10 um you know top 10 favorite bigfoot shows or movies definitely definitely so where i'd like to take it not so much uh like i said i don't want to be an expert i don't want to be known as a researcher that i'm out there doing it with all these like all these other guys i'm not in october that's going to be hiking up the mountain you know i'm the right editor in the exactly and that's that is a huge thing though because i mean let's face it like uh me and all these other guys we can't make the the film look good like that is definitely a a a talent i would say you know who knows i might you know i might get the passion back and go out and start doing that kind of stuff i've already got the equipment so just going out there and looking um the coronavirus hasn't affected me that much. The one thing that it did affect me is that I wanted to go to Mothman Festival this year. I wanted to go this year as as a visitor and I wanted to go next year and set up a booth. That was my goal. And so it kind of got everything up back a year. I could see that being huge for you. I was actually going to, I was going to say, have you ever thought of like going to the Mothman Festival or something like that? Because your stuff would be Um, crazy for that. Being the autograph collector, I'm a huge Comic Con fan. I try to go okay. to one, two, sometimes even three every year. Um, there was a yeah. two year gap in there where I drove to Atlanta to go to Walker Stalkers two years in a row to go meet the Walking Dead cast and all of that. Oh, cool. Um, so when this little place, we we live in Lakeland, Barco's the next town over, they have a thing every year called Barco Sci Fi. I can't remember which one it is. I didn't even know about it until it popped up in my Facebook feed as a recommended event going on today. I'm sitting here with the kids, you know, we got nothing going on during the day. Saturday, I was like, you guys want to go? Like, yeah. So I dressed up my son as Spider-Man. I dressed up 
my daughter as well from Beauty and the Beast. And we went nice. And hung out with all of these superheroes, and there was a lot of cryptid groups. There was cryptid, cryptid Comforts was there. I met her oh, really? I, so you got to yeah. meet Cryptid Comforts? I got to meet her and and wow. And I, it was, this was when I had just, I had say two days earlier, I had snagged the Introvert Society handle on Instagram and just started following random cryptid people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I was up to like 15 or 20 at that time. It wasn't like hardly any. So when I saw her booth, I was like, I'm you know, I'll follow you on Instagram. And she started talking about all, I mean, she travels the country and stuff. Oh, yeah. I can do that. And I was wearing my National Introvert Society t-shirt at the time you know she i got compliments on it so that's, i would really like to go do that kind of stuff not necessarily to go sell stuff i just want to be in the mix you know i want to mm-hmm. i want to meet those people i want to sit and chat with them i want to hear the yep. stories you know get their feedback so really all it's that's what it's about is uh human interaction and thankfully nowadays we got it i mean me and you sitting here this was you know yeah you can find like-minded people and you can discuss and that's how you make progress is the yep. discussion and you know the research bringing the research um people who are interested you know maybe not everybody goes on the field and researches i i don't get to do that so what do i do i sit at home and i read books and i watch youtube videos and I try to, Find little patterns here and there. But you're also creating something that people can um, show their passion for a really cool way, which is that's, I think that's awesome. Like more power to you for that. That is cool. Um, The, the, yeah, the last few people I've actually interviewed have all, they've both said like, I think everything everyone's bummed about the Mothman Festival not happening. Like I literally yeah. just talked to Matt from Moth Boys podcast last night and he's super bummed about it. Of course. And uh Yammy was going to go up there. She's bummed about it. I think I mean tons of other people too, but uh, eventually someday I would like to get up there too. That would be a very very cool road trip from central Iowa. <laughs> but um if anything to see the statue because I mean, yeah, it's, nothing it's a work of art. Fun. I know. It's, uh, I find it crazy. It looks nothing like anything. No. Any, any of the other Mothman, you know, sketches or it's very Power Rangers looking almost. <laughs> so I did a little research and because uh, I was like, man, I, I kind of want to have the uh, artist like interview the artist that made it. Unfortunately, he's really passed cool. away. He passed away in 2015, but I found an article about, so he did not really use Mothman. Well, the article says that he used pictures of bodybuilders as inspiration for the, which you can totally see it, right? Like, yeah, that makes sense. I would love to know which particular bodybuilders, like that kind of fill in the pieces, I think. But um, yeah, like maybe I could like find a relative of him or something. That'd be cool. But I think that would make that would for a good That would interview. still be cool, though. Yeah. I mean, how, yeah right. how long ago was that even put up? I don't even, um, I don't even know. Well, it was, uh, oh, the, the exactly. step. Yeah, good question. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, not that long ago. Yeah, Can't be that long ago. I don't remember ago. seeing it back in the day. Hmm. It seems almost recent. I don't know. Yeah. Probably was so you so you mentioned and it's come out quite a bit that you're definitely a reader and you know you can see it on your your bookshelf behind you let's say if there's someone listening and they want to get uh more into uh you know researching what are the let's say top five uh books that someone should pick up if they want to become well versed in you know cryptids or high strangeness or what are the, the top five on your list and i know this is a super uh super hard question probably i don't know how yeah, i would answer. I, don't, I don't have many books on cryptids that aren't okay um illustrated type of you know one page per cryptid kind of gives right, you the story right. and the location type of deal i don't want to say children's books because it's not but it's very it's not a, it's not a, a non-fiction read if you would um 
as far as the Nephilim, anything by like, I don't know, it, it depends on too where where your foundation is, whether you're coming That's from true. A, from a biblical background or whether you're coming at from a theological or um, Thomas Horne, L.A. Marzulli, Graham Hancock, all those guys are kind of really entrenched into the whole archaeological side of things. And not so much L.A. Marzulli, he's more um, but he's got some stuff on, on YouTube and poorly produced documentaries on YouTube, but they're very informative. Okay. So I was, if, if that's what you want to get into, if you're looking for Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Mothman, any of that stuff, I would probably, I mean, honestly, I would go to video. I would probably just start watching some documentaries. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the best way. I'm a visual person. Um, I, I like reading, but I get lost. It has to grab me pretty quick okay. for me to finish the book. Um, if, it's, if it's a dull or dry read, sometimes I'll try to come back to it. But if you make a documentary, no matter how slow it is, chances are I'm going to finish it. If I'm awesome. interested in the subject, you know. Do you have a, uh, do you have a favorite documentary then in that, that kind of wheelhouse? That's like for me, it's uh, in search of. I really like, and I really like the small town monster stuff, of course. But small town monsters, I actually, I found them a while ago, and it, it kind of blew me away. You know, their level of production. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Hellier is another one. Hellier on Amazon. That's that's some weird stuff. The, it is. It blew me away from the production standpoint. Um, and it was so slow and it was so boring, but I was just into it, you know, it was like mm -hmm. people just sitting around talking. Yep. But then season two rolled around and I'm like, why are they still sitting around talking? Why aren't they interviewing anybody? Because it's all connected. At... <laughs> it's all connected, man. <laughs> I'm like, come on guys, go out and find something. You're not going to find nah, something dude. in hotel room. But still, it was still, still held my interest up, you know, it was yeah. still very well done. Um, all of the characters, I say characters, all the people in it were likable. Sure. Yep. Um, but it didn't answer any questions that you had before going no, it's, it's, it's a lot of connections. Yeah. Yeah. It but is. it's it's very interesting yeah. how it's produced. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's the word. Yeah. Synchronicity is what I was going for. Yeah. Overplay. Yeah. So it's, my, when you did it's when weird. you did your episode and you said I said landlines way too much. That's the word that popped in my head. Ley lines, yeah. Uh, ley, yeah. ley lines, yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what popped in my head. Yeah, I, I, I wish... Ley lines are weird. I wish there was like an actual map that's like, this is 100% the ley line map. Because if you look it up, it's like, <laughs> they're all a little different. It's like, I just want to know where they come through Iowa. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah. But... I mean, all those theories, it just blows my mind. You start talking about mag, you know, Earth's magnetic field, and now they're talking about, you know, dogs pooping on the magnetic field or lining themselves up uh, with Earth's mag magnetic field. It's, oh, really? It's yeah. Like when, oh, wow. You know, when, when my dog goes out in the yard to take a poop over there, you know, like this, and I've read articles, several actually, that talk about how they are trying to line up with Earth's magnetic field. I don't know why, I don't know how, but they're trying to do it. And they're all just theories as well, I believe. But hmm. So maybe there's much, something there. There's too much information. Out there. There's my there's a lot of information, yeah. My brain wants to explore because so much of it. And I can't always process everything, especially when you kind of put pieces together that don't necessarily fit. But they got to fit. Because we're living in that picture. They've got to fit right. somehow. So, not coming from the scientific background. Negative impact on the situation, but all you can do is learn, man. Everybody wakes up at night. That's right. Uh, Tim, um, as we're getting closer, close to the end of the episode, so if someone has never. Uh, is not really familiar with you prior to this episode, what's the best way that they can, um, they, they can keep in touch with you and kind of see 
your new t-shirts as they're coming out, uh, what would you recommend? I can think of a, maybe a few ways, but. Yeah, um, the best way is probably before people have ever seen all these designs. If you just want to see the new designs that come out, you can always call me on Instagram. Um, when they get uploaded, obviously they're there. Um, there's no primal reason as of right now as to when they're going to get uploaded. It's kind of when I have time to throw it up there. I've got a folder of probably 20 or 30 designs right now that I have to use to be to start the mockups on. Um, everything on SPI, I have to do all the mockups, I have to create the listing, all of that stuff. So it does take a little bit of time. Um, Instagram, I don't want to just be spamming people with search. You know, I right. see that when I'm on and it's just t-shirt design, t-shirt design, t-shirt design. And then you yep. hide the ad because it's too repetitive and then they hit you with another Facebook page with the exact same prompt. I don't want to be doing that. I want to be putting out content, whether it's a little snippet of information that maybe somebody wasn't aware of. Um, give you a personal story. Um, I don't have any personal Christmas stories. All of my stories are paranormal that have happened to me. But that's my goal. I just want I want people to enjoy looking at myself, whether it's on a t-shirt or it's an Instagram post. I want them to maybe crack a smile or at least enjoy it knowing that thought and effort and passion is so important now. Cool. That's cool. Yeah and I'll definitely link the uh the Instagram account and Etsy account uh for you in the show notes for the this episode so people can well, find it. I got it a easy. website too, but it's, it's, uh, it's got the coming soon. Uh, okay. Going on until I can gotcha. Get, you know, the blog going and get some of that stuff going. Cool. And if it works, I'll share it over Facebook too. But right now, most of my stuff is on IG. Awesome. I want to thank you too, man. You're the one that kind of reached out with that shirt you're wearing and said that you enjoyed it. So you yeah, dude, Nate, it's, it's awesome, man. Scatter, you know? That's right, I was man. I'm just kind of sitting there doing my own thing, liking people's stuff, and then all of a sudden you shout it out. And... Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I know, so I know I had asked you before if you had any, any share, any stories to share, and I don't want to like push you into it. Uh, cause we've had a really good conversation. We can always like maybe have a, uh, a comeback for a second episode. Um, but if you do have some stories to share, we could do a little story time after this too. I'll totally leave it up, up to you, but yeah, we'll do a couple. Of All right. I mean, I can, I can, I can give a synopsis of my uh, paranormal now. Awesome. Okay, more, cool. Uh, so yeah 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 so uh what i'll do is i'll finish end out this episode and then we'll kind of go into that um and then um yeah so uh thanks for listening everyone uh again this has been uh, uh tim o'brien and check his uh national introvert society stuff out it's got some awesome designs as you can see if you're looking at the youtube version of the podcast but uh We'll see you next week, guys. And uh, as we have with the last few episodes, uh, we're going to go into the Bigfoot Society after dark. And Tim has a few uh, stories to share with us. So we are going to see where this goes. It's always a fun time when we when we launch into that. But uh, again, if you guys want to hear that, that's a little extra something we have. If you go to uh, patreon.com, uh, Bigfoot Society, and then um, – it's uh, $5 a month to support the, the Bigfoot Society podcast, but then you get that extra podcast as well, uh, those episodes up there. So uh, we'll go ahead and stop the episode right now. Uh, thanks again, Tim, and we'll see you guys later. Man, what a great interview with Tim. I really enjoyed having him on, and especially the way that he was able to connect growing up in the religious background he had and how that connects to uh, interest in cryptids and the unknown. It's just really, really cool. Uh, thanks again, Tim, for coming on. And also, you'll want to go over and uh, 
California, as you mentioned, check out at National Introvert Society on Instagram. Um, also check out his uh, Etsy store as well. I'll have those in the show notes. But again, thanks for checking us out um, at the Bigfoot Society podcast. If you want to hear the rest of our chat that goes on, uh, remember to go to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society. And for the low cost of $5 a month, you have access to the extra Bigfoot Society After Dark uh, podcast. Uh, already, this is the third episode, so you have the Mothboy Matt episode and also Cryptid Chat uh, with Yammy, uh, Cryptid Chat Girl, which is a great episode as well. So, we'll see you on the inside, and uh, there's some huge huge guests coming up so if you're not already you'll want to subscribe to the bigfoot society podcast in your podcast catcher listener app of choice and also while you're there uh please leave us a review if if you could on itunes or whatever you're listening on um we would really really appreciate it rate it rate it what you want um hopefully high and uh also leave a honest review as well Till next time, keep on searching for the truth, keep on squatching, and keep on keeping you. I gotta make a better outro, but I'm working on it, guys. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time.